I always enjoy these because it's just like super ugly dudes just staring at a camera. Just like making okay. faces. Can you hear me? There it is. Yeah, okay. I'm going to move because the sun is in my eyes. Nice. Oh. Let me go sit at my rich mahogany desk over here. <laughs> oh, mahogany. Yeah. See that guy? Oh, wow. Yeah, with my leather-bound books. Wow, you're rich. Because like, I'm studious. Here, let me go get a chair. Pull up my pants. What's up, buddy? Oh, that's right. The, their headphones. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> um, no, I'm talking to the dog. Oh, you are talking to Geode. No, it's cool. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. okay. I feel official doing this out of... Hi, buddy. Are you going to be annoying? Hi. What's hey. up, man? <laughs> well, good for you guys for having sun, dude. Like, it's, it's fucking dark here already. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be dark here in about 20 minutes or so, probably. Yeah. Is this is this lighting okay, or is that light in the background kind of washing me out? No, it's good. Okay, cool. I, I, can, see, I can see your beautiful face. My, my beautiful beard. <laughs> I'm so glad you decided to keep letting that shit grow out versus old school. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I had my, my original beard. I call it when I look back on it, it's my depression beard. Cause that's, <laughs> that's when I first, that's when I first started working with blue. And, uh, and I was already not in a good spot before then. And then I just kept growing it. And then the more drugs I was taking, my beard grew more. And I didn't like know how to trim it. And so it just went like out. Yeah. And so. And so, ouch, don't bite me. And so, um, now I actually know how to trim it. I'm going to get him freaks and stuff so he doesn't. Oh, geode. He likes carrots. Dogs are weird, dude. They'll they'll eat some weird shit. Yeah, he just loves carrots. But but yeah, so now I know how to actually, like, trim my beard and, like, keep it, like, actually good. Mm -hmm. Now it's... Like, cause it's semi-professional. Before it was like that, and it was just too much. So, it was the the true lineman beard. That was, that was the same way in college. I'm like, okay, I'll go get a haircut and a beard trim, and then I won't touch you for another four or five weeks. Yep, yep, exactly. So, and I haven't been able to recently or until recently grow a beard. Uh, like it just after I got off a lot of the drugs, it slowed down, but I still have like the hair growth that I got from it. So that's that's a positive side effect. Blue made you into a man. That's true. He did make me into a man. That's right. <laughs> uh, you want to hear about my sleep study? I it's, I think everybody would love to hear about your sleep study. Um. So I think I texted it to you, but I uh, I had 60, 68 respiratory events in four hours. So basically, I was averaging. I think it was like 17 respiratory events an hour. So that's either like an apnea where I wasn't breathing or a like respiratory event, like where I was like choking or coughing or like trying to breathe, but I couldn't. And so, uh, yeah, that's why I haven't been sleeping because I was not breathing. And the longest time I didn't breathe was 45 seconds. So which... Yeah, so if I like I can't and that I didn't even sleep very well during the study. So I can't imagine like if I actually slept well, 
how much I like how m- many times I would have almost died. Not almost died, but you know what I mean. Like now, <laughs> I, I wish you could like train yourself at that point when you're when you're sleeping, like not breathing, to like actually train, like doing stomach vacuums. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> oh, stop it! Um, really, just like work on waist control in my sleep. That, that's how that's how you know you really made it as a bodybuilder when you can control your sleep apnea like that. That's right. So I yeah, I'm gonna go on. If I can't get big with my sleep apnea, I'll at least control my waist somehow. That's right. Just like keep it nice and tight. But, but yeah, so we'll we'll see. I I'm I'm getting a CPAP uh in a couple weeks. Um and so they were gonna do it was like between the mouth guard and the CPAP. And uh, I sleep on my back most of the time. And that's when I have the most respiratory events. When I was on my side, I was only having like seven per hour. But when I was on my back, I was having like 30 or 40 per hour. So it averages out to like 17. And uh, so they were like, you could do the mouth guard, but it's probably not going to work. And it costs the same as a CPAP. And I was like, okay, so then I'm going to do a CPAP. Like, why would I even waste my time? So, yeah. So I, hopefully I that helps because... Like- uh, I'm sorry. I feel like I have to call oh, with, with big guys when sleeping on their back, at least. Or, or like, like, I feel like I, I have problems, too, when I sleep on my back. Or, like, just lots of people have more snoring episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, too. Like, I mean, you've seen me. I, I don't have, like, a big, like, barrel chest or anything. Like, I'm not built that way. What she was kind of explaining to me is it's my neck. Like, m- the muscles in my neck. And my, this sounds kind of bad, but my throat muscles are really small. Or, like, my throat is small. And so I need to work on those. I know I need to I need to work on getting my throat bigger. Um, my throat is like small, so when I fall asleep, all my neck muscles relax and get really heavy. I just like choke myself, and so um, yeah. So it's that's kind of what happens. Um, so it's not like my dad had sleep apnea, and he was just really overweight. So like it was his belly, and like everything was just like crushing his chest, and so basically. Uh, that's what I always thought sleep apnea was, but it could also just be from bodybuilders just having a big neck or like a big chest or, um, and me just being heavier. I'm 255, 260 pounds, right? No matter if that's muscle or fat, that's going to be still weight on my body. Right. So yeah. Hi buddy. He's being pain in the butt. So we got, so we'll, uh, yeah, so like like I texted earlier, it's like one of those things where you know you were being poisoned by water. I'm not breathing, so now let's see. Play on hard mode, baby. Got to play it on hard mode. It makes me wonder, man. Like, how many people out there like don't realize stuff that's going on? And I know you guys talked about this with Taylor um, on her podcast. Like, so many people get bodybuilding a bad rap for like you know eating disorders or like oh you're going up on stage and it's like. Without bodybuilding, I would have had no idea that I had sleep apnea. I mean, maybe without bodybuilding, I wouldn't have got sleep apnea. But without bodybuilding, you wouldn't have realized that your uh, your water was poisoned. You would have just been like, oh, this is just normal. This is just a normal thing for me. And, uh, you know, it's it's just it's it's wild to me that, like, some people have this stuff and don't even realize because they're not in the gym and they don't realize how shitty and crappy they feel, right? So mm-hmm. you don't realize how crappy you feel until you start feeling good or you start sleeping good. Like, I haven't slept good since my last prep which is like a year and a half ago so which is wild but like i deal with it and because i feel okay because i work in the mornings but as soon as it gets to the afternoon like this time like i'm done like i'm just exhausted so yeah or or like yeah 
you people like don't even realize like what what should be normal right or like i guess what is their normal it's like oh well i got heartburn well i guess i'll just pop six tums again today like no it's just a normal yeah. thing dude yeah like yeah no that shouldn't that shouldn't be a fucking normal thing so yeah no you're you're absolutely right man that's i gotta i gotta think it's kind of like a double-edged sword bodybuilding you know in that way like it can really shed light on a lot of things and then obviously you take too much training you die you know what i mean yeah that's right hey stop it um yeah i might have to put him outside i don't know why he's being such a pain um he wants to he wants to see uncle al here come here buddy there's the boy oh there he is there's the boy here see that's you like i don't care where the chair is hi sweet boy okay can you go now please thank you um so yeah it's uh you're you're totally right with it being a double-edged sword like i was talking about this with a client earlier because he was a runner hey oh my gosh let's go over here buddy one second alex sorry this was plunging out um what am i gonna do here let's go outside huh buddy Dad, I just want to be an internet personality. You're not letting me do it. I know. He's I don't he just gets in these moods. He was completely fine. And then I start doing stuff on my computer and he's like, oh, now's the time to be obnoxious. And so, but anyway, it's like body. I was talking about it with a client earlier. He uh he was a runner, and so he um he uh would run and he has heart issues from running. Um, and he had to get an ablation because his heart rate was so used to being so high all the time. And so they gave him an ablation and his doctor was like, yeah, the majority of people that are young get the getting ablations are runners or cyclists or something like that. Um, and so like anytime you push any sport, like running and cycling is healthy, right? It's good for you. Lifting weights is good for you, but anytime you push it too far, and then that's where you start getting these health detriments, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. So. Yeah, so hopefully get that figured out and uh you know maybe I can grow and just like be like 270 pounds shredded or something like that. <laughs> now that now, now that you can sleep and I can eat food, we just blow up to 300 pounds easy. That's right. Well, we're both taller, right? Like that's not yeah. wouldn't be that wouldn't be that crazy, but I don't know if I'd ever want to be 300 pounds again. I've been 300 pounds before and it didn't feel very <laughs> No, I I don't I don't know a single person that is 300 pounds that says, yeah, you know, this feels great. Yeah. How, how heavy were you when you played football, like when you were at your highest in college? My highest, I think, honestly, I was higher in high school, dude. Like really? I was I was like 295, 300, like junior, senior year of high school. And then yeah. in college, we just my junior year we didn't have any other people that could like snap a football other than me okay. so i i literally took every single rep of practice at center through spring ball through the season so like i got down to like 260 during the season one Damn. time that sucked Damn. i just hurt yeah all the time yeah well i'm sure you had nose tackles over you that were like 320 yeah it felt great with my spine problems too let me tell you I'm sure. Uh, I feel like you're fine, right? You just you just take every snap, and then you you just play in the games, dude. You'll you'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be okay. And then having you know 300 pound nose tackles just laying on you for basically two hours. 
Oh God, man. It's awful. Yeah. When I, so my, well, when we first met, like my junior year, I was still a tight end. I wasn't an offensive lineman yet. So I was like 230 pounds and they're like, okay, you need to be, you need to be an offensive lineman. That's why I started working with Scott and doing that type of stuff. And my, I started my senior year in high school at 265 pounds. And then I got done with that. And then the Kima that Kima offered me because my grades are horrible. So that's the only place I could go. And they're like, okay, we want you to be 300 pounds by the time uh, camp starts. And I was like, okay. And so I would do, I think I've told you this, but I would do that. Those serious mass shakes. Did you ever drink those? Uh, no, I, I never really got into those. Luckily. Yeah. That it's, yeah, I was a big uh, like McDonald's or just Frappuccino kind of guy. So, so what I would do, I would do every day. I would do two of those serious mass shakes with two raw eggs in them, and I would do the animal pack uh, powdered vitamins in there, and I would do ten grams of creatine in each one. So I do two of those a day. So I was having twenty grams of creatine a day, plus the serious mass. So I was getting like. 3,000 calories from these two shakes. Plus, I was eating meals. That's when I started meal prepping. I was eating Tubware in the back of class in high school, and I would have teachers be, and I was like, you know, I had my offers. I knew my grades were bad. I was going to graduate, right? And I would have teachers be like, you can't eat that in here. I'd be like, okay, I'll just leave. And they're like, you can't just leave. I'm like, I'm going to do one or the other. And so I just, <laughs> I just leave. And, uh, and then every Friday, I would go with my buddies to Five Guys back when Five Guys was cheaper. And I would do my five guy Fridays and I would go there and eat five burgers every Friday. And five of those? Yeah, every Friday. <laughs> and I, I got to three I got to 300 pounds. And that was my first introduction oh, yeah, to blood work. Because I got blood work done because my I have family history of heart issues and stuff. So my mom was like, or my primary care and my mom were like, you know, you can probably get blood work. So I got it done and my kidneys were fucking angry. And like my creatin was through the roof. And the doctor was like, what are you doing? And I told him, and he was like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Your cholesterol is over like 9,000. Yeah. Well, it I was it just says probably, double cheeseburger. Yeah, that's all. It's just like my blood. They they pull out the blood in the syringe, and it's just like ketchup. It's just like <laughs> syrup. But. No, he, uh, or excuse me, what I was following was um, Jay Cutler. He has a program on bodybuilding.com. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like uh, building mass with Jay Cutler. And so I'd follow his meals and his workout back then, you know, not understanding that the amount of drugs he was on. And so I was like, I could do this. And so I'd lift like five or six days a week, super high volume, eating all this food. And I got to 300 pounds, but I was so big and slow by the time I got to camp. I got my ass beat. I was a tackle. I got moved to guard and I was like a left and right guard because I couldn't move. I could not do a, like a kick step to save my life. And so they were like, yeah, let's like not do that. And then I quit. So it's, it worked out, but <laughs> let's just not, you, you know, dude, I'm going to need five cheeseburgers right now or I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was in college, like, cause I was pretty depressed down there cause I hated it. I had a mini fridge next to my bed. And every week when I would go shopping, I would get one of those like dishes or like uh, tins of cookie dough. And I would eat that throughout the week. Just sitting there, I'd play video games. <laughs> just sit there. And I would just house. I would, I would do homework. I would sit there. So my whole daily routine, I would get up at five for morning weights, do morning weights. We'd have morning meetings. Then I was in online school. I'd come home and play Rainbow Six Siege with my buddy Jordan, who was unemployed at the time. 
and Rainbow Six Siege, I don't know if you ever played that, but like when you die, you die. You don't get it's a fantastic game. And I would get um I would die and then I would just because I was really bad. I would die and then I would do a couple questions on my online homework and then I'd play again and I would be eating cookie dough and then I would go back to practice at like four o'clock in the afternoon from four till seven. And then I would go back home and I would eat all night and I would go to bed at like two in the morning and get up again at five for morning weights. And I was like, no wonder I'm depressed. I was like, why am I so depressed and unhappy? And well, I was doing that type of shit. Hey, you ready to stop being an asshole, buddy? Come on. Yes, dad. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I tell people that and because that's why, you know, one of the positive sides of bodybuilding, I kind of pulled myself out of that. So I I was gonna say it too, just like I I don't know like a single like any athlete in college, let alone like football, that was probably in a good headspace. You mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean? Like trying trying to balance all that homework. Especially if you were actually like trying to do your homework, you know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. try and do all, all all your football stuff and yeah. hopefully maintain some sort of social life and yeah. be good at Xbox. Like, like those are all hard things to balance, you know. Well, and also to being in a junior college, right? Like I, I loved my junior college experience and like, but it was just it, like, we had dudes, we had a couple dudes get shot on our team. We had like, an FBI drug bust at one of our morning weights. Like we had some shit go on in our team. And I was like one of three white dudes on the team. And I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't Bellingham anymore. This is, uh, this is Tucson, Arizona. And it was a good experience. I love all those guys oh, and I miss them, but I was like, yeah, it was definitely not the best uh, headspace for me to be. <laughs> did you not? Did you not? MSU, we get we had like a freaking Xanax ring my junior year. Did you, oh, really? Did I ever tell you about this? No, no. So a Xanax ring? Yeah, freaking literally, fucking. Um, so Jeff Chote was our head coach at the time. Um, when did you start drinking out of a freaking mason jar? You know, Alex, you're uh, you're you're influencing me whether you like it or not. <laughs> you make a you make a gym in a barn. Next thing you know, you're listening to country music and drinking water out of freaking mason jars. That's right. Well, and it's sparkling water, so I'm still kind of boozy. Okay. So yeah, okay. so it's yeah. Okay, good. No, so uh, our head coach was um, I want he. I think it was just the linebackers coach from UW. I, all, all I do remember is he he was a UW coach who ended up becoming our head coach. And so, like, he ended up bringing a bunch of, like, UW transfers over. Um, One guy one guy was Nate Dogg's son. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there was that I remember guy. when he was on UW, yeah. Yeah. So, he, he had transferred over, and then there was some other DB. And I... I don't know. Just literally what we just went up to a meeting one time and like next thing you know, like FBI or drug task force. Yeah. Takes these two guys away. Yep. So <laughs> these guys are gone. So they, they've been running a Xanax drug ring. We're just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Just That's wild. Just sitting in like a regular meeting before, before practice or no, it was like, it was like an after school meeting. We're just like, just sitting here, just, these two guys just getting taken away. Just like that's so funny. What what the fuck? Yeah, ours happened at morning weights. We were all lifting, and like six FBI dudes came in and were like looking for this dude. 
So it's what happened allegedly, if my memory serves me correctly, is we got this uh, Duco transfer from like Oklahoma or something like that, and or somewhere somewhere in the Midwest. And anyway, we got him, and he was involved in one trafficking drugs from that Juco to this Juco. But what he was getting, what he kind of got busted for was a uh, a rape. It was like a gang rape thing. And so, yeah, they were looking for him and I think they'd gotten him, but it was a really like bad, bad situation. Um, and then the other time with the two dudes that got shot, it was at a party and the, our people on our team like to fight a lot. And so this, this one dude was starting to fight with another dude and they were getting in the truck. And so they're like sitting, like, they'll say like, I'm in the passenger seat and someone shot from like this way. And he, uh, hi buddy. And um, he got shot. One of them got shot through the chest like that. And the other one got shot in the elbow and it like broke his elbow. And so the next morning we came to morning weights and there was only like five of us there that didn't hear the news. Like me, I didn't party. I was playing Xbox and eating cookie dough like a fatty. And, uh, and we got there. And our coach was like, yeah, there's no weights this morning. Uh, two of our guys got shot. And we were like, what? I was like, what the fuck? Me and my buddy Derek, who was one of the other white dudes on the team, and I think my other buddy Andrew, we were like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> oh, so the, so the three white dudes on the team were were friends, huh? Yeah, it's, believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there were a couple. Funny. There were a couple white dudes that didn't really hang out with us, but uh, but yeah, the the nerdy big offensive lineman white kids were all friends. So <laughs> the, the other two were like DBs and wide receivers. So. Mm. Did, so. did you ever have any problems with like people showing up drunk to like workouts or anything? Not that I was aware of. Probably high, um, but not not drunk as far as I know. There, no. there, there was one was a sophomore year. Yeah, right, right when I transferred over, that there was this one Native American kid that showed up showed up to the weights just absolutely hammered in the morning from the night before. Oh, really? I've never seen someone's ass get chewed so hard in my entire life. I wouldn't even show up. I would just be like, yeah, sorry, coach. I slept in. He was too drunk to make that smart decision, Scott. That, that, you know what? That's right. That's true. Did he get kicked off the team or just like disciplined? Uh, I'm pretty sure he got kicked off, and I'm pretty sure he's in prison for like a DUI. Oh, fuck. Well, that yeah. sucks. So, yeah. sad, sad, sad story there. Good old uh, football memory lane. Football teams, especially college teams, have such like uh, a mishmash of people, like such a mixing pot of like different people from different backgrounds, especially junior college. And I'm sure same with like Montana State, like a bunch of like Montana boys and then like some people that were just recruited by them from elsewhere. Right. So if if you wanted to see what a locker room full of like a bunch of Montana dudes and then just black dudes watching Blazing Saddles. That that was us. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we watching? Yeah, Theo, stop. Go like. Oh. <laughs> uh, you see, you see, Mac Mac doesn't do that to me because he doesn't care about me. You see, Geode is a child and likes to act like a puppy sometimes, even though he's four years old. And weighs 75 pounds. So he can't do that. Outside. He's a puppy at heart. He's going to be probably a puppy forever. Because that's just. He's a German Shepherd Husky. He's just going to be a pain in the ass forever. Probably. (laughs) So. 
Uh, yeah, good old football. I'm, you know, I, I I miss it from time to time, but not really. Yeah, I got I gotta say, I really I really do enjoy. I miss it, but like just just this lifestyle and actually like kind of getting to do specifically what you love to do, and not yeah. having to worry. It's not that like the team aspect is bad. Like I I truly I truly love a lot of those guys, but doing doing your own shit, it's pretty yeah. nice too. It really focused. Yeah, I I miss the team. And like I have my team SMG where we're all like friends, but it's it's different, right? Like, and just kind of the way I am, I like I've always liked doing stuff like on my own. Like even with team stuff, like I had a few friends down uh at Pima, but I never like got really close with like a bunch of people like the team, right? It was I was never really like that. So I I loved high school football. High school football was the best, but then college football is like, oh, this is like a job this is different and i know i did i was in junior college but still i was like oh shit like there's morning weights there's morning meetings there's afternoon meetings there's three hours of practice oh, I, was yeah. like, I was like this isn't fun anymore and it's, so it's, I, it's I, I like doing what i'm doing now mm-hmm. so is that when when those uw guys transferred is that when stirk transferred over to you guys yeah 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 good old stirk speaking of which yeah gone i have to talk about bryce speaking of which me and him have to go get texas roadhouse tomorrow so that that's good thing you brought that up we're uh we're getting a texas roadhouse in bellingham which is awesome so uh because we don't have yeah we don't have any chains here which is kind of shitty but also kind of nice but none of the local places are that great so um but yeah Stirk, did i ever tell you my story of when he beat my ass my sophomore year absolutely because every time we bring up bryce Stirk, we always talk about how he beat the living shit out of you it gets me every that's time a, that's that's when i was 210 pounds in a tight end and he was i was like the sixth lineman because he was so good and so i just like shadowed him wherever he went and yeah, he yeah he beat my ass. So I've told you <laughs> we I, we didn't realize it until like one of the last years we were playing together. But apparently, we both ended up going to the same like Portland Portland State like football camp back in the day, mm-hmm. and ended up like doing a bunch of one on ones. Like we were both pretty good at those at the time. So like when we were both there, it's like. I, we were trying to figure, or I was trying to figure out who, who the fuck was like kicking my ass half the time because it, it was pretty consistent. Yeah. And like, it turned out that it was Bryce, and he also fucked up my ankle at that point. So yeah. I would like to give him shit that he like ruined part of my football career. My ankle's constantly fucked up. Yeah, he was so good, man. Not to just reminisce about high school this whole podcast or football, but when he when he that his senior year. He was such a monster up here. And I remember uh, everyone thought he was on steroids in high school because he was the only like kid with any sort of muscle. But he was just a man amongst kids. Like, he was just a monster. It, which is funny because, like, I've seen pictures of him, like, earlier in high school. Like, he was a, he was a lanky track guy. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Do you, do you know what his diet consists of? Uh, no, I don't. Three gallons of whole milk a day. That's pretty much it. That sounds about right. That sounds about like a Linden kid. That's all he drank during football, and it was the grossest thing ever. That's so awesome. 
Well, I mean, good for him if his digestion can, if it works, it works. That's right. Yeah. Do you ever wonder like how many like dudes and like that played football were actually taking shit like that? Um, yeah, I never really saw it in JUCO, um, as far as I know. I knew dudes that did like test boosters and like pro hormones and stuff, but like nothing, like I never saw gear. I I can imagine it's in the NFL. Like I, I wouldn't like they yeah. know when the drug tests are, like they're not doing as far as I can tell, they're not doing like the USADA hair follicle tests like the UFC does. Like mm-hmm. um I, I'm sure it's out. Did you ever wonder or see it? I don't think I ever saw it. The the more I talked to some dudes, like towards the end of it, they're like, Well, we we were gonna try some SARMs that this offseason. I'm like, I mean, go go ahead, dude. I sure, why not? But it's I don't know, it's like you look at teams like North Dakota State or just some of those that are always super consistent, you know, it's just like maybe or just yeah some genetic freaks you got got on your team i i mean i think it's possible that some people are just like that fucking wicked but also it just makes you kind of wonder with how with how easy it kind of is to get access to a lot of that stuff you know what i mean well i'd be curious now because like crt is so popular now like it wasn't mm-hmm. really a thing when we were in college right i'd be because I got, I got on crt when i was like 19 or 20 um and it's there's so many doctors out there that can that will prescribe it to anyone. I'd be curious how many like college kids are just like, oh yeah, I'm on TRT, and they get it prescribed and they can get away. You know what I mean? Yeah. What what's that be like the new thing, dude? It, I, it All your be, athletes I get 300 milligrams of test and do I use a growth hormone for the next four or five years while you're on scholarship? It's just it's just hormone replacement. It's optimization. It's not steroids. It's optimizing our kids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's when they do blood work, it says fifteen hundred plus uh, nanograms of testosterone, but it's fine. <laughs> it's it's it'll be good. There's no long term health effects or anything. No, it's fine. It's as long as they're not with us in ten years, it's okay. So <laughs> we can deal with it while they're here for four years. It's, as long as they don't get injured the four times and we have to medical redshirt them, we'll be good. Like, uh, is that Bo Nix that's, like, in his sixth year of college right now? Yeah, um, dude. Like, Oregon. I just wanted one extra semester of football to play. No, Alex can't get that. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but then Bo Nix has – he's he was in college, I think, when I was in college. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just some, yeah. Some, ridic- some ridiculous shit. I, I want to say there's, like, one or two kids that are still there when I was playing at MSU. That that were oh, not really? freshmen, dude. Just like I don't, so I don't funny. know how you guys are still here. It's ridiculous. I know Eastern's center had like seven years. Damn. Yeah. Uh, what was? Uh, do you know his name? Not off the top of my head. No. There was a Eastern lineman that was up here that also kicked my ass. I forget his name. Um, big ass dude, but um, yeah, it's funny how like small the football world can kind of be around here sometimes like how you know stirk and like we both know chris and like uh you know those type of things are like uh i know a guy named jason that also knows chris and they knew derek my buddy it's it's kind of funny how small it is yeah that's right as you get closer to the top man yeah that's right 
Yeah. So, but we originally planned to do an Olympia breakdown. I know it's thirty minutes, but, but right, I'm, I'm still. Yeah, hey, that's okay. People get to know the real us, the the football us. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Juan. I was going to say the good news, at least, Coach Scott, from your help yesterday, is my digestion's way better today. So good job. Would you? Did you lower your protein? No, honestly, uh, it's, all I did was I I managed like the timing I was doing of the betaine. I don't know if you ever use like betaine HCL with a lot of your people, mm-hmm. but like as as you're having digestion, protein, and sometimes you just don't have the stomach acid to break down all that. For me, 350 grams of just straight meat. You know yeah. what I mean? Just throwing, yeah. throwing in some of that beating and help you break it down. And I was trying to do it without it. And then I was like, you know, I because we had finally cleaned up everything and took it out. So I'm like, we just bumped it up again. Let's let's just throw it back in and see what happens. Now I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting here today and I'm like able to actually scarf down 4,500 calories, which is kind of weird to me. Because that is yeah, it. That's, that that's is wild. It buttload of food yeah that's uh that's funny that you say that because i uh stop it buddy um i i started i increased my red meat so i i lowered i lowered my protein during the day so i could stomach more carbs right now but then Mm. i added more protein at night because i'm not doing carbs with my first meal or my last meal today i'm just doing high fat like red meat or like eggs um and so at night i'm eating like 250 grams of steak and so in the morning, I'm, I, I, it feels okay. Like I don't feel like bloated, but like in the morning I, right now, the past couple of days have been a little nauseous because you're probably, you're right. I'm probably just like not, I don't have the stomach ass to like break it down. Cause like I don't feel bloated, but I just kind of feel like, like icky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, dude, I, I would try that betaine stuff. Like all it is is your stomach acid in pill form. So I noticed yeah. that really helps out. And then like if I don't like, for a long time, I was having problems with like burping, like when waking up almost. I'm like, mm-hmm. the hell, dude! Like, that's all I had was some water and some thyroid meds. Like, it's it's clearly clearly not my problem right now. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, seems yeah. to be okay. But one day in of Burza Scott coaching. That's right. I'll be your intern coach forever. No, my my gut stuff. What I've been doing. Um, and I, I learned this from blue and I've done, I've done it for a while, but I just up the glutamine I do in the morning. I do 10 grams of glutamine, um, and then like a slice of lemon with some salt. And I drink that on my morning walk and before my cardio, and then I'll eat like 30 minutes later. And I feel like that really settles my stomach down. And then at night I do 10 grams of, uh, glutamine and then 10 grams of fiber powder. And I Mm. do that. And that seems to really help. And then I also do 150 grams of kimchi. Uh, with my first meal, and my last meal. And I think that helps a ton. Um, I started throwing in kimchi to a lot of my competitors plans because it's that's one of those foods where it's like, as a coach, I almost feel bad sometimes putting in there because they can be kind of gnarly. And so most people like it, but it's either like kimchi or sauerkraut. So I just started putting it in there as long as they can stomach it. And especially for a few of my people that are really pushing food right now, like one of my clients, Christy, she's once again built kind of like Taylor and I'm making her eat a bunch because that's what I love doing as a coach. Like she can. And she's like, she's like, man, I'm just like super bloated. And I was like, okay, let's try kimchi if you can stomach it. And it just like in a week, she was like, I feel so much better. And I was like, so I'm, I think I'm just going to start having that be a staple in all my plans, no matter what, if it's lifestyle or competitor. 
I like that. No, that's really good. Um, no, we, we do something pretty similar. I, I used to do like that whole apple cider vinegar shit in lemon juice. But yeah. honest, honestly, what's been working is that same glutamine deal. I'll do 15 grams. I don't, I don't really know how, how big of a difference that makes like five, on those five gram increments. But um, that works. And then I'll, I did I did try throwing in some just like actual tooth cut powder. Mm-hmm. Just to like have more like bile flow in there just to support that a little bit. That that seems yeah. to do something. And then some zinc carnosine. What's uh zinc carnosine do? Um it's it's kind it's kind of along the same lines of what glutamine does in terms of like helping with your gut lining. Mm-hmm. So that's I I didn't even start doing that until Berzicott. So that, that's kind of more of his deal, but that se- that seems to work pretty decent. And then, yeah, just that glutamine toothkick combo seems seems to do all right. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I I do yes. the Tudka. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I do the Tudka for. I only do it based on blood work because I've had issues with it with myself with like some gut like cramping type of stuff. Um, hmm. And so I, I don't I don't like to throw it in, but like I just threw it in with Taylor and Una's plan just based on their blood work. Um, and it's so far it's it's I don't know we'll see how it's yeah we'll see how it goes with their blood work because they weren't having any issues with digestion but it was stuff for their liver um and just stuff yeah. for their uh uh glucose because obviously if your liver isn't functioning very well you can't really process glucose either if like you're one way where you're hypoglycemic or if you're hyperglycemic either way your liver's not functioning the best so getting that tech in there but yeah i i I always had issues like when i took the revived liver i would get like kind of like floaty and gassy and so i stopped taking it and my blood work has been the same but anyway what i realized with the revived liver too um because i i had that same sort of problem and what what i looked i looked at the actual labels label of it what what they had put in is freaking calcium carbonate so what that is is a tum right so basically, mm. that's that's just fucking with your stomach acid again. So I I took that shit right out, and I, I noticed a big improvement with that. Huh? I yeah, that's it's all that little shit. That you, it sucks that you have to look at that type yeah. of stuff, but it's, it's fucking ridiculous that yeah. you have to pay attention to a lot of that stuff. And really, really, you just it, it's almost better to just find these random supplement companies that just do this one specific thing just so you don't get fucked by something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's what I do. I do. All my supplements are NutriCost on Amazon. Like I use that type of stuff. And because it's just the, it's just the ingredient. And so I'm not worried about like getting a whole bunch of stuff. The only other thing that I use, I use, um, Oh, what is it called? Uh, it's a GDA by Better by Biology, uh, Briani and uh, Jake's company, or Briani, excuse me. Um, it's Max Uptake. It's their GDA. Okay. Um, have you ever taken it? Have you ever taken a GDA before? I uh, I was always a pretty religious like revive glucose guy, mm-hmm. and then I I just got away since working with Matt. I just kind of got away from more of that stuff, except for the kidney. I still take revive kidney just because I. I, I think that's probably one of the better things out there, but like, no, I'll just take like straight green right now. So I took the, the revived glucose for a while. Just, I took that with meals. And so I was, I was talking with Jake about the max uptake and he was like, dude, and obviously it's his company, but he was like, dude, this is like 
insulin in a bottle. I was like, okay, sure. He was like, what you do is take four caps with your post-workout meal. So that's my highest carb meal. That's like 175 grams of fruity pebbles. Right. And so he's like, take that 15 minutes before and eat the fruity pebbles. And I took that and it legit felt for like three hours that I still had a pump. And I've never felt that from a GDA. Like I was like veiny and just like big and like my shirt was tight. And I was like, and I usually with that post-workout meal, I get kind of tired because it's a lot of carbs and I'm tired from it. I felt like a mm. house. I was like, holy crap. So that's been the only GDA where I noticed like a big difference was like from taking it. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit more expensive, but you only use it or I've only used it on post-workout. And I noticed a big difference with that. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's so. I I don't know. I I feel I feel like so many different things worked. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like it, it's hard. It's hard to pass up results like that, too. Yeah, and, and it's, it's what works for your body. That's always, that's always a hard part with what we do, man. We're just, we're basically just freaking customer service agents for all these people. <laughs> that's true, and and figure out what works best for people's bodies, right? Like. I like right now, like you talked with it about with Taylor a little bit, like I had that consult with Jake and I learned a whole bunch of new stuff. So it's like, I want to apply all that stuff now. And I've seen it work. And then for a couple of my clients, even in the first couple of weeks, I see it not work. Right. And I was talking to Taylor about it. It's like a lot of the stuff I learned from Jake is good stuff, but I wouldn't throw it into someone's plan who I'm just starting with. Right. Cause it's just going to be so overwhelming where it's just going to be like, wait, you want me to do you want me to do a breathing technique post-workout you want me to do a gut shake morning and night you want me to do this gda post-workout 15 minutes before i eat it and then you want me to stay in zone two cardio and it's like it's just like i can't do this and it's like okay well some people like even if they're a competitor like starting them out with just a meal plan and maybe a gut shake and kind of going from there right so that yeah dude if if i've learned anything this year especially it's to just completely fucking oversimplify what you give somebody right off the bat because you can always build upon it you know, like yeah. I, I used to have like the most elaborate spreadsheet like known to mankind I, I would try and explain all this different shit that we could do just right to somebody off the bat and like it would it would be for like carla who's 45 and hasn't worked out in 10 years you know what i mean it's like she just wants yeah. to know what to eat and how how to maybe how much cardio to do daily like you don't just oversimplify the shit out of things. Yeah. And that's where in my mind, like, and you probably do the same thing. I have my lifestyle people, my bodybuilder people, and I put like kind of a line in between them. So it's like, where am I putting my effort into them? Like, let's say I get a check-in from a lifestyle person. That's like, Hey, I went off plan this week because it was my kid's birthday and you know, blah, 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 blah. My response in the email is going to be a lot better than if a competitor who's in prep tells me that. Right. So, it's kind of like, where am I going to be? And so, and then same thing with building a plan, right? With a competitor, someone that wants like competitor type results, I'm going to be like, okay, you're getting 150 grams of chicken, 150 grams of Jasmine rice, 100 grams of veggies, right? Versus a competitor, I'm going to be like, or a non-competitor, excuse me, a lifestyle. I'm going to be like, okay, it's 150 grams of lean meat of choice. So it's going to be chicken, white fish, ground turkey, something like that. And then 150 grams of either a rice or beans or something like that. And then it, so it kind of like it gives them a little bit more freedom. And then if they come to me in like two months and they're like, hey, Scott, I just feel like the results aren't working as much as I want them to. 
I'm going to be like, okay, let's, would you be okay with tightening it down a little bit? And usually they're like, yeah, you know what? I think I could tighten it down a little bit. And then we'll shift over a little bit into that more competitor style. But they mm-hmm. built the habits of tracking for two months, but they're, they're inconsistent every day with the food choices, which is causing them to be plateaued. So we can kind of twist that dial. And then I've twisted people away from the super strict stuff too. So it kind of, that's, that's, you know, everyone's a little bit different. Absolutely. So like freaking, I, I'm all about just like, okay, can I maybe get four meals if I'm lucky with like 80 grams of some sort of lean meat? We'll put some chocolate here at the end of the day with some nuts, maybe some fruit. Like, yeah. do we just take like a mile walk outside? Let's start with this. Let's see how this goes for a week. Just build a pond yeah. there. No, that, that that's really what it is, man. It's just people and their expectations and just kind of gauging kind of where that's at. Yeah, the big one is expectations, right? Because I I get a ton of people that are like, I want to look like Taylor, or I want to look like Una, or I want to look like Danny. And I'm like, okay. I was like, that's great. That's fantastic. Let me show you what Una's doing. Let me show you what Taylor's doing. Like, let me show you what Danny's doing, right? Like with Una, we're going through a whole bunch of stuff with her blood work. Are you willing to go through the patience of going through that? With Taylor, she's eating 3,500 fucking calories and weighs 140 pounds and is five foot two or five foot three. Like Danny is being getting shredded down to the point where she's seeing striations in her glutes, right? Like, do you want to do one of those three options? And it's like, oh, like, what does that take to do that? It's like, well, patience with the blood work, eating all the food or mindless amounts of cardio and really low food. Like, and then they kind of, it's telling that expectation. And it's, and I'm not using those three as an example of like, oh man, like you need to be like them. It's like, no, this is what it takes if you want to be there. And then also, are you prepared to have that type of coach from me? Are you are you a 35-year-old mom who just wants the, you know, a general guide of like a handhold of where we're going? Or do you want the more like coach that's like, hey, don't go off plan. Like the more strict, like what do you want from me? And a lot of people, once I have that consult with them, like they look up to Una or Taylor or Danny. But once I have that consult, I've had some people are like, yeah, let's do it. But I've had some people are like, oh, no, I want to be more so on the lifestyle side. And so I'm not saying that to scare people at all, but I'm saying that to just give people the perspective of like, you love how they look. Just see what how much work it takes to put in. Are you willing to do that? And sometimes the answer is yes. And sometimes the answer is no. So where does my pizza party fit into this meal plan? my favorite i've been getting this a lot recently is like how 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 strict do i have to be on the alcohol i'm like well the it depends on where you want to be like if you can handle if you can be less than one drink a week that's fine but the shitty thing with alcohol is you know you overdo alcohol you overdo let's say you overdo a bag of cookies you eat a bag of cookies one night and you're just like fuck your meal plan is going to be screwed up for about a day right you drink you overdo it on alcohol your blood glucose is your blood glucose in your sleep is screwed for two to three to four days. Like you're, you're just screwed. Right. So that's been the big one where it's like alcohol really has no need in a plan sometimes. And that's where like, we we can work towards it. Like I'm not expecting people to work with me and stop immediately, but it's like, that's something where I rarely can try to work that into a program. You know what I mean? Oh, we need to start working. Oh, duels into our plan somehow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, or like ronnie coleman uh the night before the olympia how he'd uh or do a shot or two or whatever it was oh that's right yeah, yeah. didn't jay color yeah, wasn't he the one that made him do that 
I think it was Kevin Lavrone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think it was Kevin Lavrone. Um, yeah, that was, was so funny. Uh, in my last show, a couple of competitors were like, can, can we like, I'm so nervous. Can I drink before I sit on stage? And I was like, you know, you haven't drank in like six months. Let's just not throw that into the system right before you get on stage. <laughs> Dude, my first show, I, I had like a shot or two of like, uh, I think it was like Red Label or something, like right before I went on. Like, Ronnie Coleman drank before he went on. <laughs> nope. Nope, dude. Yeah. You're wrong. That's awesome. That's good, so good awesome. We're, we're yeah. a great bodybuilder at the time. Yeah, that's so awesome. But you <laughs> learn. You you do live and you do learn. Allegedly. Hopefully. If if you if you live and you don't learn, that's typically when you end up dying. At some point. I had a boss tell me at one point, uh, people are dumb and then they die. You know, that's something that's just something that happens, you know. That's my favorite Scott quote, though. Yeah, people are dumb and then they die. That's from my old boss uh, and friend Zach Starr. He we worked at GNC and one day he just like we had a stupid customer that was doing something stupid and he left and Zach was like People are dumb and then they die, and that's and I, and I just I've written that quote ever since. And so whenever I, someone is dumb around me, I'm just like, you know, people are dumb and then they die, and that's all we can think of. It's true though. It's, it's, it's not very wrong. true. It's not wrong. Nope. It's nope. Not wrong at all. All right. So. Well, should we should we actually get into the Olympia stuff now? Sure, it's been about an hour, but I, I can do about 30 more minutes. Quick, That's fine. Quick, quick, quick recap. Um, okay. Sure. Let, let's let's think of everything. Bikini, do we care about bikini? Uh, the only reason I care about bikini is because I have a couple com- bikini competitors. So this is the first year I've actually like watched it somewhat. And I think they're going in a good direction with it. I think they, they didn't look as muscular as they have. Yeah. That's about all I can say about it. I, you know, the there's that Mike Van Wick uh, thing he said in the last podcast. Is like we need to mandate that the bikini girls fucking walk faster because there's fifty of them and they don't need to walk <laughs> because it <laughs> makes the show go longer. So that's that's about all I got for for bikini. Cool, perfect wellness. Um, France sales huge. Yeah, they're mon- that's all I have to say. Wellness is insane. They're, they're, they're it's all like. It's just like, I like you. You can train as hard as you can, but like all of those girls, and you can say that about any of these divisions. But those wellness girls, like that division, the genetics play the highest role. I think with any other division, like they're just you have to have that look. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, I don't know how you can like as a coach get someone that lean, yet keep them so full but not striated. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's wild. Like I would love to learn. Like they've got big quads with lines in them, but it's not like striated and crazy. Like I got Danny lean and striated, but like how do you get that but still have that? It's wild to me. I don't know, man. Wellness is just a whole different league of their own, man. Yeah, it's really it's a great it's a great division. I'm glad they I'm glad they put it in there. Yeah. No, I think Morgan is too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did you watch any of the other girls? Um, I paid attention to figure a little bit. Um, okay. 
because obviously the majority of my competitors are figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I paid attention to that a little bit. Um, Sydney, she obviously she's the, the goat of figure. Like that's figure. I don't know if you know who that is, but it, the only thing is she has, she looked a lot better on it this year. She has a little bit of scoliosis. So like one of her lats is like a little bit like, eh, but like, that's just nitpicking at that point. She's like 99.9%. She's like, if she was, if she was a dude, it would be like Chris Bumpstead, right? Like she's that dominant. There's everyone's training per second. Um, and then women's physique. I didn't really pay much attention to that, except I know it was Natalia, whatever her last name is. She got second. And the other girl got first. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if you paid much attention to that, but, um, and then, uh, fitness Missy got hurt. That was pretty wild. Yeah, dude. What, what the hell even happened with that? Uh, it looks like she tore ACL. Oh shit. I didn't know that. I thought she like hurt her ankle or some shit. No, she, she was doing a tumble and she landed on it like well, super hard. hard. Yeah. And then like, and, and pour it up. And then the girl who got second and I really, I don't know if you saw her. She's, uh, her name on Instagram is little fitness. She has no physique. Like she has legit, no muscle. Her routine was great, but she has legit, like there's no muscle like on her body. It's like, you, you would look at her and be like, okay, that's a fit girl. But it's like, to me at the Olympia, there's got to be some level of muscle. I don't know why she got second, but once again, I'm not. I'm not a judge. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's and really anything past like figure. I haven't really paid much attention to the really yeah, the, yeah. women's physique girl. I really know of this freaking um, Walker Brook and that just because she's a Berserkot client. So, okay. I, I think she got, I, I think she got third or fourth. I, I don't remember. There was a girl that competed against Danny and she goes to our gym. Her name is Jules. He's really nice. Um, she she's coached by uh, Jay Jacoby. Um, and, oh, that's uh, right. She yep. uh, she she got like she was in second or third call out. He's got a beautiful physique. He posing like in the gym, like walking around. She doesn't look that big, but when she poses, she gets just like big and like her legs and they sweep. And she just like has a really good, pretty flowing physique for women's physique. Um, and she poses really well. Uh, she's she's really fun to watch. I'm excited to see where she goes in the next couple of years because she's just turned pro last year. This year was her pro debut and she won. She got fifth in figure against Danny in Danny's show, and then she did women's physique two weeks later and won. So she's I'm really excited to see what kind of where she goes. Damn. Yeah. Pretty good. So yep. Yep. Um, so what on to the men's divisions. <laughs> did you did you watch men's physique at all? No. That's <laughs> okay. We got nothing to recap. <laughs> I I did like I did like how who they chose to win. Ryan Terry. Um, yeah. I don't know if you paid much if you like that's what I think they made a statement with that. Like that's what men's physique should look like. Like his arms weren't massive, his chest was good, but not like overpowered. He wasn't a bodybuilder in shorts. Like he looked yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like that's a look that any dude could like potentially look like within reason he's not like huge shoulders small waist he's just like looks like a normal kind of dude with some extra muscle like i think that was a really good choice but other than that no i i, I hate men's physique i think i think overall with most of like how, how they judged this year i think they really got into really got back to actually choosing the winner for their like the actual category you know versus just like 
as shredded as big as possible in everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, it, that, yeah, they stopped you they stopped using the oh yeah, sorry. They you did do that in two twelve. Sorry, what are you but, saying? Yeah. Uh, no, so we, I think there's a little delay, so we keep talking. And I also like to talk, so just tell me to shut the fuck up if you need me to. But um, the, I think they, because they use the men's open bodybuilding, like what you just said, like the the biggest and most shredded. They use that for every single category, and that was where men's physique was starting to get too big. Bikini was starting to get too like shredded, and then so it seems like they actually took the time to dis differentiate the divisions this year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As I, as soon as well, getting into two twelve. As soon as I, as soon as Keon won that, I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure freaking Derek's gonna win it all. Kind of like we yeah. were talking about. Yeah, I think you texted me that too, or we talked about that on the podcast that day. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't know. Do you do you agree with that? It's I think I think Keon was I I think back wise like. His, his freaking back lat and back back double were fucking nuts compared to Sean. Like yeah, wild. I think Sean. Yeah, I think Sean's got more muscle. Um, yeah. I think that he, they tried to put they they tried to put too much more muscle on him. Like he was allegedly five pounds bigger this year. He didn't need five more pounds. Like he he like so his gut was a little bigger this year. He just didn't yeah. look as proportionate. So I think uh, I think they just went with like. You know, we need to be bigger. And it's like, no, like you are the John is the biggest pound for pound person on the planet. If he wasn't like five foot four, he would be like, let's say he was Samson's height. He would be like 330 pounds. Like if he was the same proportions, um, he doesn't need to be bigger, especially in 212. So I, I think uh, I think it was a good call with Keon. And I also, like you said, I think the judges made a kind of a statement with that a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's I really think they're. They, they want to bring back more of the blend of aesthetic and yeah. size and all that versus just here's here's as much beef as we can put on this human. Yeah, Choose exactly. Them. Yep. Um, I, there was a question in uh, the bro chat the other day, and I was a curious question. Do you think the 212 division is now kind of becoming redundant now that the top two in the world and the men's open came from 212? I mean, I mean, yes and no. Like, I feel, I feel like if you tried putting some of those other two twelve guys up against some of those other open guys, like they're just not even going to come close. Yeah. Right now, but it's, I, I mean, I get, I guess at the same, at the same, are, I don't know, I, I, fuck, dude, I don't know. That's hard to say. I, I think. I think no, just because they they're just not big enough to really hold on to it. But maybe that's I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, it's I tough, also right? just don't want to see a whole division like, go away. Yeah, it's tough because like Sean Clarita, he beat Regan and Sergio Oliva Jr. You know last year, and right. those guys were hundred those guys were hundred pounds heavier than him. And I know that's Sean Clarita, but you know Regan was. Ninth or tenth, so technically that would have put Sean in like that seven, eight, nine category. Like that's still pretty damn good, right? But I don't think Sean could ever win. You know Regan, I mean? Regan was like Regan was ninth with like five, five, six people out. I just want to point that out. That's, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, 
like uh, in the bro chat, it was a good point that they brought up. Um, I think it would almost be better if it was like a 202 again or like a 190. So there would yeah. be a, a like a bigger disparity. But then, you know, then Sean Clarita would win the next like 30 in a row, right? Because he's like 180 pounds. He would never have to worry about the weight cap. But if it was a little bit bigger of a disparity, if it was like 200 pounds or 195, then it's like, okay, these guys are clearly structurally smaller and would not have a chance at open versus like Derek or Hottie. Those guys were sucking down to 212 when really they're like 230 or 240. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. That's, a, that's a great point, man. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. No, I can agree with that. Yeah. It, that's not my idea. That was like Fuad, but it's, I, I think it's a good point. Nope. Scott's idea. Yeah. Scam. That's right. That's right. Um. Okay. Seabum, obvious winner. Yeah. No. He. No doubt. Like he. He looked. He did. I don't think he looked as conditioned this year, but he was full as a fucking house. I remember when his back wasn't like on par with a lot of other people, and now his back's just outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. His his back is probably his strongest point now. Like to be honest, besides his waist, like his back used to be non-existent, and now it's probably his strongest point. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And then Ramon Ramon's definitely second. Mm. Sure. And then honestly, I don't I don't think Urs is as good at three as everyone thinks he is. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I kind of agree with that. I I I think I don't think Urs improved as much as I thought he did or would have. Like based on the size he put on. No. Yeah. Yeah. His arms are still pretty like pretty big weakness. Like his back is still not the greatest. Like I, I honestly think Breon looked better than him. I thought Breon looked the best he ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I still think Chris and Ramon beat that, but I think Breon looked the best he ever had. And you know, I don't know how the judging really works too much at that level, but it's like do you do you if two guys are pretty equal, like Urs and Breon, you know, could potentially have been fairly equal. Mm-hmm. Do you put the younger up and coming guy ahead to promote that, or do you put the older guy that's been around? About, you know what I mean? That's uh, yeah. I really do think it's kind of turned into a popularity contest. Contest somewhat. To an yeah, but it's. I mean, I get it in terms of like trying to grow the sport, but at the same time, it just kind of sucks. I mean, I mean, it's it's about as subjective a sport as you get. So, mm. but yeah, yeah. I, I wish I wish my man Terrence did better, but. I mean, it was better than last year, so I guess I can't complain. But yeah, yeah, I, I think Terrence, what he's just gonna—he's short, and I think classic—they're going. It's the taller guy thing. Like I, it's like I don't think Terrence can pack on much muscle without blowing out his physique, right? Like he—he he even said it in his post, like, "Okay, what am I gonna do post show Olympia?" Uh, like, what were his feedback? And then his feedback was like, his abs and forearms need to get bigger, like. When you're at that point, it's like he said it in a video, and it was like when you're at that point, it's like, man, like the judges are basically telling you, don't fuck with anything else, but like improve on such little things, and then you know we'll see where it goes. But I think Ramon and Urs are popularity wise and also structural wise, you just there's nothing that parents can do except grow two to three inches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, just sucked. And then Uh-oh. I think sixth was uh, Michael DeBull. I don't know if you've seen that guy. That guy's got a crazy physique. 
Yeah, no, I didn't think he would place that high, but six, six was pretty good for him. Yeah, yeah. And then besides that, I think Mark Mike Summerfield. No, Mike Summerfield got eighth, which was kind of tough for him. And then Wesley got seventh. Um, Where's that which, Asian guy? Wesley's physique, I think. I think he was outside of the top ten. I don't know what happened. He wasn't there. I was like, that's a bummer. Damn. Yeah. 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 No, it was it was about a mismatch of pretty much everybody we thought. Yeah, exactly. But um yeah. And then yeah, the, what do you what do you think about open? Uh uh I you know I, I like I like Derek's physique. I can't stand his lumps, like the lumps on his lats, right? Like that I it's I I looked at some comparison pictures um from last year or the couple of years, and he's always had those lumps. This year they were more. I watched a video. I think it was synthol, because uh, that's just what I think based on what it looks. I don't know. Um, the video I watched, it looks like it could potentially be swollen lymph nodes, um, mm-hmm. because it, you know your body's process because you've got lymph nodes in there and all. But then it's like, well, why weren't they swollen in your neck? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, who knows? But I, I think he looked great. I think body looked great too. Um, I just think once again, based on kind of where the sport's going and kind of the statements they made in the other divisions with like 212 and, you know, with uh, fitness and men's physique, like they were kind of going more for like, what does the category go for? Well, we need a good blend of shape, conditioning, muscularity, all that type of stuff. It's not, it's not just like the most big and the most shredded. It's like body was bigger, more shredded, but like it didn't flow the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, D- Derek's just so fucking pretty, man. It just sucks because yeah. just Hottie's details are just absolutely nuts. I mean, it's it's not like he looked worse than last year. If anything, I I thought he kind of he looked better in some ways. I think at least, but um, kind kind of like even what you were talking about. I don't I don't think Derek did enough to really knock him off personally, but. I, I, yeah. I think I think it really just comes down to the whole freaking statement, I guess, jud- judges were trying to make. You know what I mean? I am glad Samson came, yeah. came the third, though. Yeah. I think uh, I think Derek has the opportunity to do, like, a Phil Heath. Like, if he keeps improving, like, I think he could do, like, five or six in a row. Um, mm-hmm. the, only th- the only thing is, Derek... When you look at some of his shots, he's got some really bad weaknesses with some things. Like when he does an ab and thigh, he has he literally has like hardly any abs. Like it's really weird. Like that's why he always does a vacuum because his ab, he just doesn't, you know, like if you're a men's open guy, you should have like blocked out abs. He doesn't really have those. And so it makes it look like there's a giant hole in his stomach. And mm-hmm. next to like a hottie or Samson. And not that, you know, hottie's stomach is a little bit wider. But it's one of those things where it's like it looks good on that stage. But um, to kind of go back to Samson, I mean, because I love Samson, I wish he was first. I know why he wasn't. But like if I was a judge, I would have put him first because Samson's physique is just it's just fucking beautiful. Like it's just like a piece of art. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if Samson can just get like wildly bigger, I feel like somehow I. Which I think is possible just based on like how much he's been able to improve. Like I, I feel, I feel like that would be the one way for him to re- really compete with Derek as time moves on. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And conditioning. I think uh, Samson's conditioning can be a lot better. Yeah. Um, but, but also too, it's like, I'm sure him and Milos are pushing down far. Like I'm sure he's not, not conditioned because he's missing cardio and doing stuff. Right. I'm sure mm-hmm. he's doing exactly what he can do. So it's one of those things where it's like, we'll just be more conditioned. It's like, I'm sure he's as conditioned as he probably can get. You know what I mean? Like there's some dudes like that's what he can get. And Samson's a little older too. He's like 38. Right. So it's kind of, uh, I'll be curious to see. He, I mean, Samson's improved a bunch over the past couple of years. He's competing again this weekend at the Prague pro, which is really cool to see. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, and he's going to do the Arnold classic UK and the Arnold classic in America again. So he's just not going to have an off season until the oh, summer Lord. probably. Yeah. So, yeah, get good old uh, Milos insulin loads for days. You know, <laughs> let's. Uh, how how much Humalog can we use for the next half a year? Yeah, that's we get. We got to get it. We got to drain the supply here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good old Milos, dude. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing his giant set stuff. I do it. Um, I I did today. So I trained Una today, and uh, he. So we. I finish off our training with a giant set because of uh, honestly one because it's fun, but two because we're blood work trying to like use her blood glucose a little bit better, like I talked to you about. So mm-hmm. we did, and like I said, we just did one set, um, and it was at the very end after everything. We did a set of reverse hyperextensions for uh, like ten to twelve. And then a set of seated hamstring curls for 10 to 12, a set of lying hamstring curls for 10 to 12, uh, a set of wide stance hack squat for 10 to 12 with a five second negative pause and a five second positive pause for 10. And then we did, it was going to be a minute wall sit, but she pushed her fucking ass to about three and a half minutes on a wall set and was just... And I was just sitting there and I was, I was going to do a minute and I'm, I'm sitting there kind of like next door to make sure she doesn't fucking collapse. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Can you keep going? And she's like, yep. And I was like, okay. And we got to like a minute and a half. I was like, all right, 30 more seconds. And we got to 30 more. And she was, I was like, do you want to keep going? She was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then we got to three minutes and she was about to like collapse. And so I was like, okay. We're, I was like, we're. <laughs> And so that that giant set stuff is fucking wild to me. I, I enjoy I enjoy doing it, but how Milos does it, where it's like the whole workout, I have no yeah. idea how he does it. Yeah, that that shit would be brutal. It it also must be nice to have that that range of equipment too, that you could also be able to do that. Yeah, that's that's right. You're bodybuilding poverty over. I I got I got like one incline press that actually works. Sorry, one incline press at all. Everything else will probably yeah. like implode my shoulders. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do a giant. I do a giant set on my shoulder days where I'll do like I'll do ten like rear delt flies, ten lateral raises, ten partial lateral raises, and then I do like I stick my arms out and do ten circles forward and back, and then big circles forward and then big circles back, and then oh. I'll take like a minute, and then I'll do um, and then I'll do lateral raises with the band as quick mm-hmm. as I can for like a minute. So I think my wife just got here. Gio just like freaked out at the door. Jess? Oh, Jess is here. Yeah. Hi, sweetie. I'm on a podcast with Alex. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. 
I won't so, hold it much yeah. longer. Don't worry. Yeah, we've been talking for a good like hour and a half. So, um, <laughs> who who got fourth? Sorry to go back to the um to the Olympia. Was it Brand Brandon? You look really good, especially for being in the fucking hospital. Yeah, like the day before. Good. Yeah, holy yeah. shit! No, I thought I thought he looked pretty damn good. It's just just those top three were too damn good. Uh, fifth fifth was Andrew, right? Jacked. Uh, yes. Yeah, I thought, I don't think Andrew looked as good as he did at Texas. No. He looked great. He looked great, but. But, dude, I thought Hunter looked like shit. Um, He just did not look good. Like, from, like, two, three years ago when he got, like, forced, like, I thought that looked pretty good, but, like, I, I feel like he's just gotten worse. Yeah, his midsection is just kind of weird. I used to be yeah. a big fan of his, and now, like, I just, I don't know what's going on, but, it, like, when he's in that lineup, it just doesn't look, he doesn't look like he belongs there. It looks like, I, I've talked about this before, it looks like he has bolt-on parts. Like, it's like, oh, he's got arms, and oh, then he's right. got a chest, and then he's got a leg, but it's not, like, the right arms that go with the right chest that go with the, you know what I mean? It just kind of looks like bolt, bolt, and so that's Obviously, that's my opinion. I really like Hunter as like I like his YouTube, I like his training, but like objectively, I don't think he fits in there. It looks kind of potato odd. head. <laughs> yeah, see him as well. Yeah. Um, and then Grizzo got what seventh? Grizzo looked good. His posing is just terrible. Terrible. Yeah, absolutely atrocious. But he's just so goddamn massive. He's a huge. He's a he's going to be uh, competing against Samson this weekend at the Prague Pro. If he could figure out his damn posing, man, yeah, I, I feel like he could climb up like a couple spots. Yeah, he doesn't open up in his back double bicep. He like like it's like you're you're a top ten bodybuilder. Like listen to someone and like open unless he can't because he has a nerve issue. But like he's like flex like this, and it's like just open up and just you're you're making your body. You have a giant body, but you're making it this small. You've got to like open up. It's just weird. Is he Russian? Is that what it is? I think so. Something okay. like that. So something, yeah. something USSR. Something. Um, and then uh, Tonio, he got eighth, right? I Did think it was Tonio Regan, and then I think it was Tonio Regan, and then Charles. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Tonio, that's another dude where it's like you think about the 212 going away because Tonio is like 220 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you might you might be right with the with the 212 discussion. That's a that's a great freaking point. Yeah. But Tonio, I think Tonio, if he give him a couple years, I think he's gonna be a fucking monster. He is really working like with uh, one of the cam dancing guys. Uh, I think he's working with Cameron Cheek, if I'm not mistaken. Is that who it is? Okay. I think so. Cameron Chief, man. He's he's killing it. Um and then Regan, I thought Regan looked really good. Uh he was Regan was shredded. I think that was the most shredded Regan there's been. I I yeah. I I don't know what to do with Regan, man. I I'm glad he finally broke like the top ten. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I just I don't know. I I feel like it, I feel like he broke the top 10, but it's just going to come next year and it's, he's just going to get shoved back. So I, I don't know. I, I still I still just don't think he 
can compete with most of those guys. Yeah, I think his frame is just so big that he has too, when he poses, he has too many holes next to like Antonio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's he like I, when I saw him up here, he's not as tall as I thought he was, but he's still about like five eleven, six foot. And so when he's posing next to Antonio, that's like five six, and mm-hmm. that's just a ball of muscle. It just makes it look, you know, it makes Regan look lanky, kind of like Andrew Jack in a way. Like when Andrew Jack poses next to like a hottie, Andrew mm-hmm. Jack looks like a swim, like a swimwear model almost. Like that, obviously he's not, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so Charles Griffin's pretty damn old, isn't he? I think so. And he had that chest, uh, that chest tear last year, but he looked great. He was shredded. So the one Matt Jansen. Um, I know. Uh, and then I don't know who's 11th. I think Roman Fritz got 12. I really like Roman. I think Andrea Presti was like 13th. I, I love Andrea Presti's physique. I don't know if you know who, like what he looks like, but he's one, like, I know why he's not getting placed high. Cause his legs are really small compared to his upper body, but I really, really like his physique and he's Italian. So, you know, me and Italians. He <laughs> was to Italy once. And, well, they and I'm a quarter Italian, so that's right. But, that's true. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. I think Shire got like 14th, right? Shire looked really good. He looked a lot bigger than he did at the Chicago Pro. I th- he's going to be good moving forward, man. He really is. The, the thing with him, though, is he is an older guy, too. He's like 35, right? So it's Isn't that, it funny? He's, he's only like, 30, like 32 or something. I Wait, think man. he's like, I, he, everyone's 32. Everyone, everyone in men's opens 32. Um, I think he's between 32 and 35, something like that. But it, like he's, I say older, but like, you know, a lot of those other guys are that age too. Samson's like 36, 38, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Overall, I, I was, I was stoked about the Olympia. I think, I think, uh, they made some good decisions with judging and, uh, yeah, I'm uh I'm kind of excited to see what happens next year. I you know, I I think obviously we can talk about like Hottie's fit that he kind of threw. I don't think it was as bad as people made it out to be. Right. However, I think the IFBB hates that shit. Like I think they really don't like that like kind of poutiness or like when Big Rami when he didn't show up for the guest posing and then the next year's Olympia he got sixth, like and he wasn't even compared. He was just like went out there and immediately got moved off. Like the IFBB really doesn't like that shit. Yeah. I, it just sucks. You know, it's like, like I obviously I do think it is a little bit different for him. Cause I, f- I feel like that he feels like he represents his whole entire nation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I would, I could understand why you'd be super upset. Now, do I feel like it's worth walking off the stage for it? I don't know, probably not, but yeah, just sucks. Sucks for yeah. him that potentially that could ruin the rest of his IFBB career. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, One I don't. Like, I, yeah, like I think, like next year, let's say all three of them look the same, but the judges in their mind, they're probably going to put Samson in front of him because of this, because of that. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. kind of it's shitty, but that's just how it kind of works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, um, it's, hopefully hopefully it'll it'll not be a cursed Olympia next year where everybody's getting hurt or in the hospital days before or 
having to tap out because they're dehydrated after prejudging yeah. or getting where hurt do, where do you th- in fitness routine. But yeah, where do you think Nick would have placed? Dude, based on his pictures, I could have seen him third above Samson. I, I feel like it's third or fourth. I, it's it's really just going to be the those four. I feel like battling it out for a while or until Hottie goes away or so the, those three. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Nick, based on his pictures, he looked phenomenal. I think he would have compared better to Hottie and Derek than Samson did, and then I think Samson would have been the odd man out, and I think it would have been like. Derek Hottie Nick, and then the third call out would have been Samson, Brandon, Andrew Jack. Because I think those are almost like those could be two separate divisions, to be honest with you. Like those two different call outs. Um, mm-hmm. because they they they're both open bodybuilders, but they both look so different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I'm gonna be really interested to see what Nick does being injured, working on basically just all upper body for a long time to work mm-hmm. in. Not, not that he even has weak points either, but like just bringing up solely all of that shit because his his legs are fucking wild. So like for him to say, "Fuck it, I'm just only gonna focus on this stuff for the next God knows how many months," I I think it'll be yeah. interesting to see how that works out too. Yeah, I'll be curious to see you know because he gets so shredded. I'll be curious to see if his hamstring starts showing up really bad on stage. Like kind of how Chris Bumstead does a little bit, but like it looks like Nick's hamstring was almost a worse tear. Um, so I'll be curious to see like how much that throws off his physique if it does. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not that much since he's got varicose veins literally everywhere. That's true. You, you won't be able to see anything other than those. Yeah, the the snakes in his legs. Yeah. But. Uh, well, I think uh, since Jess is home, I think I'm going to get off here. I'm sorry to cut you off. Dude, it's, dude, hour and a half. That's plenty, dude. Hey, we talk, we, I, we should, I want to do this more often. We could do it like once every couple of weeks. I think it's just, it's cool to like one, talk to you, obviously, but two, I think it's cool to just like reminisce yeah. about like football and like kind of what we're learning with clients. And like, I think that's kind of cool. And I think people enjoy that. So I've had a few clients that listen to you and Taylor's podcast and really enjoyed it. So, um, oh, and good. like people that are like, they were like, oh man, I didn't realize like you do this with food or you do that. Or like I had a couple that were like, why have you done that with me? And it's like, cause you won't let me like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you won't, you won't let me do like, like Taylor's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead first. And then I try to push up another client's food and they're like, I just can't do it. And I'm like, well, I, ca- I can't use my whole pool bag of bricks, you know, if you don't right. actually. And so that was kind of cool to have that for, to have Taylor on there and be like, this is what it looks like to have an athlete follow everything to a T and kind of see what happens. So, um, but yeah, I, I would like to do this more often. Maybe we can drag Tony on here next time too. If Tony would respond to our group chat, maybe he could. I know. I know. But well, I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Uh, see you, brother. This was fun. Yep. Yep. See ya. Bye.